Hush Hush contains explicit sexual content. It is not for people under the age of 18. Naughty. Swingers up. Orgasm. Dominatrix. Turned on. I love it. Rough, raw, and in a way dirty. It's always erotic. Screaming in ecstasy. You're listening to Hush Hush with Natasha, where I have intimate conversations about sex. I'm very excited. You're listening to Hush Hush, where I have intimate conversations about sex. Today I have on the show Mark Deviat, who is Deviat by name and I imagine Deviat by nature, from Studio Kink in Sydney. All of these words, every single word I've just read in a list, I think just I'm not even sure we need to do a podcast because ideally I think that just says exactly what you do. But just to qualify, give me a little snapshot of how Mark Deviat came into the world. Um, well, I've always been a kinky person and um, probably as a 20-year-old, I was I'm playing with um, bondage and um, pushing my sexual partners with um, extended orgasm play. And uh, from that, um, life developed. And then I got married and became vanilla for a while. And then I got divorced the first time and got a bit dirtier and then I got divorced the second time and decided that uh, marriage wasn't for me and uh, I'd move forward. How old were you when you had sex for the first time? Uh, 14. Okay, so on the younger side probably mm-hmm. than, than you was. So it was always something that was really, really interesting for you and you've kind of made it, I mean you have a you know traditional day, day job but this is a huge, huge part of your life, This this kind of subculture that you exist in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've um, been uh, at the forefront of the uh, Australian BDSM scene in prob- for probably twenty years now. So, um, and uh, and performing and uh, teaching overseas for more since two thousand and five. So that's a long time performing overseas. So, uh, and we ran a party in in Sydney called Deviate, and uh, that's where the Deviate uh, name comes from. Did you did you ever think of giving up your day job and just doing this as a full time gig? Uh, it's not a good uh, choice. If um, your pleasure becomes your work, then it stops being pleasure. Absolutely, that's perfectly said. So one of the things that we are going to speak about, and we are going to speak about several things um, in two different podcasts as well, is shibari. Which, interesting enough, sounds a little bit like crochet, but is nothing like that at all. Um, so just explain to me what shibari is. So shibari is a ancient Japanese art of uh, tying people. It actually came from a, a line uh, of uh, tying prisoners called hojujitsu back in the 1700s. Uh, and the Japanese uh, have... Um, shame is a big thing in Japan, so they would tie the people in a particular pattern and parade them through the town. And that translated to uh, probably 100, 150 years later of tying a woman and then slowly um, exposing her and increasing her shame, so spreading her legs open and then disrobing her while she's tied up. So, And that would add to the shame and effectively um, 
bring her sexiness out because it'd be like, oh, no, I can't show that, I can't show that, and um, be exposed. So um, and and be exposed to being you know a bad woman in 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 uh, in quotes, let's say back in the time. It's been adopted obviously worldwide, and you mm-hmm. said that you're a world master, Shabari. So explain to me what is the detail, you know. Wh- what kind of detailing do you need to do? It's not. I assume it's not just kind of going down to Bunnings and grabbing yourself a rope and having a go. Oh well, you could, but um, we use specific rope. We use uh, Japanese jute. Um, I've been. Uh, I started tying in Australia and actually got an invite to Japan, which is quite different. So oh, I, wow. I, they, they were seeing what I was doing, and I got invited to teach in America. And then uh, one of the head people in Japan basically said, "Why don't you come to Japan?" and uh, at that time, I went for my first trip, and we did uh, forty shows in ten days. So the the the, the tying becomes the the sexual element of it, or the sexual element of it is the fact that you're bound, and and, and who who's it turning on? Is it turning on you? Is it turning on the person who is bound? Where does the sexual pleasure lie in that? Um, the the main thing about shibari isn't the rope, even though you'd think so. It's about the uh, energy exchange between two people. And uh, when I start to put rope on someone and I um, uh, define my breathing, let's say, the person who I'm tying will start to breathe in sync with me. And then as I move, my energy um, translates through the rope, through my fingers. And the rope is just an extension of me. And um, it's very easy to turn someone's skin on. And once you turn someone's skin on, then their body gets turned on and um, and effectively they surrender and that's the whole point they're surrendering to the rope um, but they're also exchanging um, one thing about when I tie someone I, I focus on them completely and the most important thing when you're playing with someone even if you're making love to them is to focus on them because when you focus on them they will focus back and uh, when you give that sort of energy to them they will translate it back and it's very sexy and uh you know it's not uncommon for people to just orgasm without me touching their genitalia just from the rope and me touching the rope so when you tie somebody up i mean if i think about being tied up i just assume that you know maybe my hands would be tied or my feet would be tied or whatever but i've seen some really intricate in intricate designs um when it comes to shibari things where you know it's very time consuming and so, how, w- w- would you would you normally how would you normally tie? It's um, not very time consuming if you learn the particular patterns, and what you do, you place knots on particular pressure points in the body. So you place po- knots on the chakra points, for example. Um, and I can put a very complex tie in five or six minutes, and, oh, wow. uh, and then I can suspend them, untie them, take it all off in twelve, thirteen minutes completely. And have someone to the point where they want to fall to the ground. They are so gone from their body. So when you say suspend them, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Hang them from the ceiling. You'd hang them from the ceiling. Yeah. By what? Oh. By what part of their bodies? I mean, if they well, if I was feeling really mean, I could hang them from their big toe. But generally, <laughs> generally, I would hang them from the body tie that's hung on them, and then maybe from a leg and from an ankle, uh, and then I can manipulate that to open their legs or. Whatever and and so you become like a puppet master almost. Well, I'm I'm more than a puppet master. I'm the simply master. Forget the puppet. Okay, so it becomes very much a sort of dom and sub kind of environment. Because I mean, it's quite it's quite creative in a weird sort of way. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and thing is, I'll give you an example. When I 
tie someone for a show, for example, I don't actually think about what I'm going to tie first. It's how they present to me and how their body then moves is where I go next. So I actually create everything for each person, each time, for every person. And um, so... That's kind of... In, do you like being tied up? Never been tied up in my life. Not your thing? No. That's really interesting. And the people that are being tied... Mm-hmm. Is it normally a one-on-one thing? Or when you do a show, I imagine there are a whole lot of people watching. Um, when I do a show at a fetish ball, there could be a thousand people watching. I, I headlined Japan Fetish Ball back in 2009, the only Western ever to do that. And um, that's probably more than a thousand people. But uh, Or Hellfire Club in Sydney will do the same thing. We'll do um, four, five, six hundred people watching a show. How does... Do you get turned on? Yeah, Absolutely. Is, is is it so... You do I get an erection? No. Okay. Do I get turned on? How I tell I get turned on is because after a show, if I look at my underpants, I can see a, a trail and I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't working for me. That doesn't mean I did anything. It's just that I got excited. I got turned on. Do you ever want to have sex with the women that you tie up? All the time. All the time. So it's like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fully kind of integral, integrated experience, the, uh, the whole. B- absolutely. But we have uh, an issue here. And the issue is that I could negotiate to tie you up. And I'm pretty sure you'd like it. But the next step would be that you will get to the point where you'll be like, I'm really turned on, really turned on. I want to do more. And my answer to you would be, no, sorry go away and if you want more come back and we'll talk about it another time because I can give someone so much pleasure that they might then they might agree to something and then tomorrow go oh I didn't realize that's what I was going to do so for me and consent and it's a really important thing in, in, in what I do in BDSM full top stop is that I never allow anyone to negotiate up once a play started we, we agree that I'm going to tie you and not touch you sexually I won't if we agree that I can touch you sexually I will if at that point you say well fuck me hard I'll be like no that was not negotiated if you really want it if you really want it if you're turned on then you come back next week or, or whatever whatever time works so do you get quite a lot of shapari virgins that come along I mean is it is it, is that, I, t- is it I tied a uh, I tied a, um, a reporter this week who's just written a story and sent it to me tonight so <sighs> I interviewed um, I interviewed um Mistress Imperia, not that long ago, and mm-hmm. we were talking she's about. A yes, I think she's the most lovely, lovely human being. Um, we were talking about how the subculture, the sexual subculture, is certainly in Sydney, is starting to become more obvious. And I said to her, do you find that people are more accepting? And she said, well, you're interviewing me, aren't you? And I think that was a pretty good, you know, it was a pretty valid answer. And you're telling me that you've had reporters and you've done podcasts and you've done a whole lot of stuff. So Mm -hmm. people are becoming far more open. Why do you think all of a sudden that there's um, a bigger acceptance of that? Well, there was a little movie called Fifty Shades. And um, the reality is um, it allowed people... um, an option to go to the dirty little place of their mind where they'd normally box it away and go, no, no, I can't do that, I can't do that. And the funny thing is, once people actually cross over and actually try, there's no going back. There's no going back. Well, I, I imagine, I mean, one of the reasons why we do this podcast is to show people that actually none of this is harmful or hurtful. Mm. It's just what you want and the way that you want it. And in fact, the people who are normally professionals like yourself know what you're doing and therefore you're you're actually quite safe 
the 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 reporter that I tied on Monday night or Tuesday night, whenever it was, actually, as she came out of the rope space, she said to me, "Wow, that's like a once in a lifetime experience." And then she looked at me and went, "But it doesn't have to be." And I'm like, "Exactly right, exactly right." So you're just opening up a whole new world to people that's where right. they can go and explore and play, opening their eyes to something different, something that is outside the box that they thought they lived in, and that's fantastic. So if I wanted to come and find you mm-hmm. and get you to, you know tie me up or tie somebody else up how would they how would they i mean how would they find you to do that um, i mean it, it, and it, are there other people that do it i'm probably the most experienced english speaker in the world so okay. that's, that's in, in shabari but the the logic is that so we run studio kink in sydney and on a thursday night we get 20 to 30 new people every month and they come to us and we're like where did you find us from and they're like google so they're not even people from the scene. They're just people who are interested and are searching to learn. So. Tell me about Studio Kink. Um, so it's a, we set it up about two and a half years ago. It's a group of six people from the scene who've come together. Uh, my partners, Lani and Eleni, which are my two um, polyamorous long-term partners. Uh, three, three of us are half Studio Kink. And um, we teach rope and we teach bdsm and we have performance nights um we're fully approved council approved facility so yeah crazy and where are you uh, we're in st peter's um in may street st peter's so so if anybody was interested in kind of kind of entering into this world and just going and how would you greet and how would you i mean i think the biggest issue for people who've never really done any of this is that they're they're scared that they're going to be Seen, is that going to school for the first time and not being accepted? So um, the studio is also a art gallery, a kink art gallery. So when we have an art opening, um, it can be crazy. Our first art opening, we expected 300 people on a Tuesday night and we had 1,100 people in two hours. Show oh my up. goodness. And they were from all walks of life, all ages. And that was just because they were curious and coming into the studio in a non-threatening environment. So as an art gallery, they come and have a look and they can escape if they need to. So the the whole tying people up and, you know, if couples want to do it at home and they want to mm-hmm. try, sort of try it out, how do you recommend that people start? I mean, they're certainly not going to have your level of expertise. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you know, two women, two men, a man and a woman, several people, God knows, and they decide that this is what they want to do. Where would they go and get rope from and where would they, and what would they do? And would they use rope or would they use ties or what, what do you suggest they do to start off? Generally, they come to Studio Kink and do a beginner's course. Okay. Um, and... Uh, and then they'll buy actual rope from us because we have the right stuff. Right. Um, but that's up to them. We don't mind. Uh, and if they do a, a four-week beginner's course, which is just four Thursday nights, they have got the information and the ability to go and tie themselves to a bed and have sex and fuck each other as much as they want. And if they then want to go further in Shibari and learn more about actually shapes and suspension and all sorts of things, they would come and do intermediate classes and go further. All right, yeah. so you can actually learn all this stuff. I yeah, mean, it's absolutely. actually it's not just it's not just in Fifty Shades of Grey as a mm-hmm. suggestion. It actually is a real learning experience that you can go and you can kind of. We do we do monthly classes for beginners in BDSM. We do spanking and caning workshops and fucking machines and forced orgasm, all sorts of things. All right. Well, we're going to end this interview now because we're going to um, we're going to look at the second interview that we'll be hosting at some point on forced orgasm and 
like machines. And mm. I think also BDSM starter courses. We could probably do an entire series, um, you and I, on all of these fantastic things. But I wanted to thank you for coming in and just explaining Shibari to me and how that kind of works. And also that, you know, we now have somewhere to go where we can learn how to do that you have been listening to hush hush with natasha and i have been speaking to mark deviant who is deviant by name and nature who owns studio kink in sydney and we'll be back with another fantastic podcast intimate conversations on sex very soon you've been listening to hush hush with natasha do you love this if you did share with your friends Everybody needs to be entertained, learn something new, and explore the world of sex. Hush, hush. Shh.